This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Well, thank you so much. We do appreciate you listening. Hey, just to review, uh, every Wednesday, we've got a new episode for you. Religiously, we, 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 we release early in the morning two o'clock in the morning central time here in the usa and we're heard all over the world if you're in everywhere you get podcasts if you're listening through youtube right now please like and subscribe because we really appreciate it our guest today is one i've been wanting to have on for a very very long time because he's written one of my all-time favorite songs the keith urban song um you're not my god and uh oh paul jefferson is our guest paul how are you good good dave nice thanks for having me thank you so much and we also and we have, have a, a special co-host, right? Yes, we yes. have someone else here too. <laughs> someone else sitting here. Yes, the fact two senator, yes. Mark Allen Barnett, Mark yes. Allen Barnett, and my daughter what? Ivy. Hi, She's Ivy, right here too. Yeah, she, she probably Ivy. won't say much. Petting She's gonna play cat. with the cat. Yeah, our studio cat, yeah. Juliet. Oh, she's leaving oh, the table. Oh, Juliet is the name yeah. of the cat. Okay, yeah. good. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, we're around the dining room table, the, the Duncan Fife, and I know you're going to play us some songs, which is absolutely great. Mark, welcome back. Thank I love you. having you co-host every now and then. I appreciate it. I, I yeah. have a great time here. and uh, This is important because I wanted him to come on here for a while, so I, <laughs> I wanted to make sure he's on message. He's That's a busy guy. guy though, he right? is. A very yeah, busy guy. Yeah. Very good. Well, now, where did you guys first do me? Story now, I'm going to say this, but I don't know if I got all the facts right. You might have to insert facts oh, as we go. I, fact fa- right I mean, there. it was 30 years ago. Yeah. Not, maybe not 30, but close to 30 years ago. Probably 30 years ago. Wow. At and least. it was... Uh, Mark Allen was, was hosting a writer's night mm-hmm. at Jack's Guitar Bar. Jack's Guitar Bar. Yeah. That's wow. exactly right. And I, sh- I came in there with Steve McClintock. You know Steve McClintock. I don't. Oh, you don't. Should okay. I know him? You, sh- you should, but he does, he's not yeah. around here as much as he used yeah, to he, be. Yeah, he lives uh. in Los Angeles, but he was he used to he used to own uh, 701 Brook Hollow, the, the place that was kind of... The, the third, third Sunday, Sunday at 3... Oh, Dope, yeah, Dope he owned that the house. guitar BQs, yeah. right? The he owned that house. Okay. Anyway, he right. he brought me to Nashville in '93, uh-huh. and we went to a writers' night that Mark Allen was hosting. And that's when I met him. I was the Dave of my day. <laughs> yeah. the Dave of your day. But Jack's Guitar Bar was a great, great oh, yeah. little place. A lot of people that's came through it. there. That's where Keith Urban was, really got uh, his start. It was Keith oh, Urban started there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was, God, I don't even remember the name of the road that it was on. It was right over there God. in, um, oh, jeez. What you would have to have I had to ask. ask. I thought you were going to insert the facts. Yeah, I was going to insert the facts, and that's one I didn't even think about. No, it was actually the first time I met Keith Urban was, really? on, was at the same place. I was hosting, and uh-huh. and and he said, he, I didn't know him. He said, "Yeah, you're my favorite singer." And I'm going, <laughs> Just like well, that. How, who? And, and, and it turned out uh, that a friend of ours, a guy named John Michaels, had sent me a video with us playing the Bluebird. Oh, okay. and Keith was sitting right behind me. Okay. And and wow. Paul and I were kind of in this group, and you you know this to be true that you get these clumps of people you hang around with. You the do. right people is Ray Herman, is John, is yeah. Jimbo Henson. It was oh, real really good uh, friends, and we were, we were really good friends. We played a lot of shows together. We did a lot of Bluebird and Douglas Corner, and that's kind of where we we met at Jacks. But we did a lot of things together. Well, that's great. I want to talk a little bit more and tell you a little bit more about Paul. You came from California, Red Redwood City, California. Yeah, thereabouts, Palo Alto, Woodside. And it says in this bio, the uh, country music capital of the world. I thought that mm. was Oberlin, Ohio. But uh, I, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. 
I'm trying to change that. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I, I always say that and I get a laugh out of that. I don't know why. But. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. <laughs> but you yeah. see, uh, write and play and, and play out. In fact, um, you know, I'm looking over the things you've done. It's amazing. You've been on the road with uh, Dwight Yoakam and, and Trisha Yearwood and John Barry and lots of other people. TV, yeah. uh, played in the UK, uh, wrote the number one hit for Aaron Tipp and love this song. Uh, it's as close as I get to loving you. Uh, songs for Keith Urban and, and Buddy Jewel. Uh, played on the Grand Old Opry? Yes, right? I did. Your band was uh, Hilljack, was it? Hilljack. Played on the Grand Old Opry twice. We wow. got we got invited back. Really? Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> After our first time. <laughs> but I, I tell this story about how the, the first time I played there, um, I was playing, I had another gig. I was playing at the baggage uh, department, baggage claim department at the airport. That's a big gig. NSCI I had a little <laughs> stage there. Okay. And so it was the worst gig I ever had. <laughs> right in the middle of the song, you know, that, that, little, red, that little red light would go on. Like this. It did not. No, there's no way, no way to incorporate that into your act, I'll tell you. That, no, uh, there is. There's no, just that's no way. it. Absolutely not. So anyway, I was playing there that, that, that day, and a guy came up to me and said, Hey, man, you're pretty good. Where, are you playing anywhere around town? Mm-hmm. And I said, Well, it just so happens that I'm playing the Grand Ole Opry tonight. Well, this was a Saturday night, and the and the guy looked at me like I was crazy. He said, he said "Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I guess, he said, yeah. He's just lying." <laughs> Walked no. away all huffy, you know. Oh man. Anyway, that's no, that's a Nashville that. story, isn't it? Go no. from the Grand Old, go, go, go from the baggage claim department to the Grand Old Opera. I have to insert this oh, again because that. Dave and I have a Bluebird show coming up. And, oh yeah, yeah. And saw how it. tough yeah. it is to play the Bluebird. Tell them your first time you played the Bluebird. It might have been about the same day. It's I right played about the same time. Yeah, I know. I got to. I've I got heard to Nashville. parts of this story. It's very interesting. Well, I got to Nashville. Um, uh, I was here for a half hour, <laughs> and I a half hour after arriving in Nashville, I was playing on the on the stage at the Bluebird. Wow! So <laughs> I thought, and it was great. It was a great little show we did oh, there. I had a nice audience. And I thought, well, this is. I'd heard about the Bluebird. Obviously, yeah. everybody everybody had, but I yeah. I didn't realize how difficult it was. To get in there, yeah, okay. and so years later, when I was I was invited to be a, a judge, you know, for these poor folk that had to do it the other way, <laughs> the way I should have done it, and and you know back, you know the way they do, it, I don't know if they still do that. I think they do, but they have a an audition where you play a verse and a chorus or a yep. minute and a half. Yeah. And I was just shocked at how strict they are with that. How mm-hmm. and the, you know, there's a line going around the around the block, <laughs> and crazy. someone gets up there and tunes their guitar, and, <laughs> and he gets, just gets done <laughs> tuning his guitar, <laughs> and then they turn the thing off. And say you're done. That's it. You'll your minute Ooh. half's up. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, oh. Yeah, this if you're going to do that, be ready. Business, be man. prepared. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. Anyway, that was. But my, thirty in thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. I was playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> And it was, and to be honest with you, it was oh. it was Jeff Pearson who had the Sunday I love night. Jeff. Yeah, yeah was, I do. I'm playing a benefit with him tonight, actually. Oh, cool. He's, yeah. Uh, Jeff, uh, for years, uh, hosted at, at the Bluebird Sunday yeah, nights, right? Sunday yeah. nights, yeah. So you ran into him and... Well, he was friends with... I, w- I was, uh, you know, Steve McClintock was my guy that brought me here. So mm-hmm. he called him that night and said, hey, man, we got an opening. Do you, <laughs> do you have... And I'd met Jeff before. He said, can, can Paul come down and play right now? And I said, sure. Yeah. That's something you don't hear anymore. We've got an opening at the Bluebird. Uh, you, yeah, you don't hear that. <laughs> Not even if you yeah. want to sit in the and watch right. show. Even to go there. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, the joke is always, hey, we sold out the Bluebird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody. Every, every show does. Yeah. I don't even know why you advertise anymore. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> We're like, playing the Bluebird. And yeah. it's like, you know, can I come? No, you yeah. can't. can't, can't come. No, the, other thing about, the other thing about Paul, you'll love this. Uh-huh. He was at the infamous... Uh, Cal, uh, California, oh, yeah. and Stanford game where the guys, they you know the, the, all the laterals. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And the, and play, the play. The, the, the play. play. Yeah, yeah, which is supposed to be one of the he most entertaining Watch. sports event uh, moments in history. And nobody, I, I, I thought was it was already there. ran into the band guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. You were at that game. I was at that game in the stands. Mark Allen always gets the... <laughs> Gets the gets the facts wrong on that. He he thinks that I was the trombone player. Yeah, that's what that's I got hit. That's what I said. He that's was the trombone player. He, he but always tells what happened. I was in the stands. <laughs> Mark has a way of you know. Uh, I embellish a little. Yeah. Just 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 a little bit. He's yeah, been known for doing that. That's what I do. Uh, I, love I love it. <laughs> well, how about playing yeah. this song, man? Oh, your songs. Okay, what should I do? Chris is at the dining room table, and uh, it's a part of the show, and you got your guitar. 
I wish that Mark Allen had brought his guitar. He could yeah, play me a too. solo. I'll just I pass give him one of mine, but he's a lefty. What know? should I do? Dude, You're not my guy? I'll, I'll do that's yeah. as close. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. Big hit for Aaron Tippin, folks. Maybe we'll never be seen together At night Along a crowded street I may never Reach across your body To kill the light when you're asleep Maybe I'll never watch you dressing I won't sound too familiar on the phone but I can touch your hand accidentally and take that moment home. But that's as close as I'll get to loving you. And even though there's nothing else I'd rather do, I can dream, I can hope, I can scheme, but still I know. That's as close as I'll get to loving you. Yeah, yeah, loving you. Now I won't be there when you need holding. I'm sure that he can pull you through. I can sing this song to everybody And pretend it's not about you And that's as close as I'll get to loving you And even though there's nothing else I'd rather do I can dream, I can hope, I can scheme I'll get to And that's as close as I'll get to And that's as close as I'll get to Loving you Yeah, yeah, loving you Beautiful Paul Jefferson, our guest in the Songwriter Connection podcast Number one song for Aaron Tippin Carl wrote that with who? What's the story behind that too? Well, I wrote that at a castle in France, at a castle. In France. I, I, when I, not too long after I moved to Nashville, I got. I, wow. Yeah, I know. It's, a, it's, yeah, it's kind cool. of a long story, but yeah. I got, I got um, signed to a management deal with uh, Miles Copeland. You know, the guy that man, managed Keith Urban for, mm-hmm. at the beginning, yeah. and also the, and the police, the police. <laughs> and the police, and Sting. Yeah, he, he managed Sting for a that's long right. time. That's right. So he was kind of a big name coming to Nashville, and you know, trying to insert himself in here. So I got signed. To him, and he he had this great idea. I mean, he had a lot of great, a lot of weird ideas, but <laughs> one of his better ideas was that he invited a bunch of people to this his castle. He owned the castle in wow. France, in the south of France. South of France, or it's not south actually; it's kind of the middle. But anyway, okay. He uh, <laughs> nearly owned. It's a very <laughs> castle area of France. I Lots of there's shit. A lot, a lot of castles. Yeah, around, yeah. Uh-huh. Beautiful castle. But anyway, we got he invited a bunch of people from all over the all over the world, and I got matched with uh, a fellow named Jan Layers from Belgium. Wow. And he's kind of, this man is kind of a big name in Belgium. Yeah, wow. And um, so he, we just were stuck together one day. I'd n- never met this guy before. And he kind of kicks off with this, with this, this that yeah. beginning, those opening chords like cool that. Cool progression. And then yeah. we just wrote that song. And I really, at the time, um, I was drinking a lot. I've since quit drinking. It was it's been good for you. Many years since I've been sober, but uh, it's hard I to go to France and not drink you know, the wine. I tell you, yeah. you know, this, I mean, really. you practically were, they're pouring wine out of the uh, out of the faucets. Every I mean, meal. it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We exactly. just drank a lot there. Yeah. And so I, after I wrote, the, I don't remember writing it. I don't remember. You don't. I don't. Re- the whole thing was a blur. Wow. And when I came back to the United States, um, I'm back to Nashville. Uh, we were going to do a demo session with a bunch of stuff that we had done mm-hmm. at the castle. And so my publisher, Wyatt Easterling, p- 
pulled out this cassette. Back then we had cassettes. This is a while ago. And um, he played this song. I I didn't even know he was going to do it, but he played it for the band here in Nashville. And Steve Brewster was the drummer, and he just kicks in with this... And I'm in the vocal booth going... Holy cow! <laughs> this is pretty cool. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember it. <laughs> anyway, wow. And then just one other interesting story about that song is that um, it wasn't that long later. We were playing at the Bluebird. I was playing with Keith Urban and mm-hmm. Monty Powell, who is another uh, co-writer. Keith has a lot of hits with him. Wow. But we were in a round together. And um, Monty had this kind of crazy idea at, at the Bluebird. He had an idea. He said, we're going to pick a... We should have tried this, Mark Allen. But we, we, maybe we'll do it next time. But we pick, he, we'd pick out of a bucket a theme. Okay. So the round had to follow that theme. Like it would be uh, you know, a lovey-dovey song or maybe an artsy-fartsy song or there you you know, go. songs about civil wars. Which, <laughs> which I had. You got one of those, too. I got one of those. But anyway... So he picks out this thing. He says, number one songs. Ah. Well, at the time, Keith nor I had any cuts at all. You know, yeah. We were still young at this. Well, I just decided that I'd play this song. Oh, my. And so it became a number, a number one, one song. One. And I think just about every song Keith played that night became number became one. Number but, one. It, yeah. but anyway, it's just kind so of you, funny. You and Keith wrote a lot back in those days, huh? We, we wrote... Yeah, we wrote we wrote um, several songs, yeah, mm-hmm. but we, yeah. Um, I, you know, the truth about Keith is that we we were. Um, I felt like we, we were kind of like rivals at first, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah, because you're in his upcoming artist too, and yeah, you know. But we 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 played together a lot. We played at the Bluebird a lot, mm-hmm. and we we both got deals at the same time, and yeah. we were both kind of watching each other. Who yeah. who's gonna make it, you know? And <laughs> who's gonna they? And so they. Who you know? Who was putting their cart on me or on him? And yeah, or they should have put it on him. <laughs> Some, and many people did. So, oh man, and that's so, great for him. That's really you're so talented too. Yeah. Was it the kind of thing you'd write one together and go, "I want to record it." No, I want to record it. You fight over who was going to record oh, it. Oh, you're not my god. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or did you, was that one that you did? That was one that we wrote together. Yeah. Right, um, right. I think I think it was no question. He he wanted to put that. He wanted to put that on his first album. Uh-huh. But he had written a song with the Go-Go's called For the Grace of God Go I. Is that the name of the song? Uh, yeah, which, be- wow. which was the number one song. Huh. And so he didn't feel comfortable putting them to God both songs. two God songs on the same album. Yeah. So I lost that cut. I thought, oh, that's oh, man. sad. But then he he was good to his word. He put it on the second album. The second album. Or it might have been the third album. I'm not sure. Yeah. With the, which was I think the- it was the second album. The Golden, Golden Roads album was, I think, his second album. I I should research. I should have researched yeah. that. I mean, that's. I think that was his second solo album. You know, he he had that band called The Ranch. That's right. Which was a really a cool mm-hmm. band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. they had some really cool stuff. I mean, I, I love that band. Yeah. It was really good. And wow. I, and then when Keith came out with his first album, he called me and said, "I to come listen to this album." Mm-hmm. And. I went there with John Michaels. Of we course. talked about her. Everybody. We went and listened to the yeah. to his album. John and I left, and we were kind of shaking our heads, thinking, "This mm. isn't very good." Really, <laughs> we didn't like it. Whoa. <laughs> this is not cool. Like, no. like the ranch was yeah. cool. Yeah. And when the album came out, the day it was com- it came out, Keith called me almost in tears. No, because he thought this was going to be a disaster. And I think it had four number one songs on it. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Well, there's and I changed my mind about that album because now I, now I hear those songs and I get it now. I get why. Was it the fact that it was just different for I the time? I don't know. We, I think, you know? I mean, I, I don't want to say, I mean, I'm sure this is mm-hmm. can be taken many different ways. Yeah. But um, I think it was a smart album because he 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 he, he got into the radio he he played what radio wanted to hear at the time. Yeah. The, the ranch was trying something different. I think I was trying something different. You know, you're trying to always trying to be special and unique, and yeah. and you're doing all this kind of crazy mm-hmm. stuff. And um, it was a smart thing to do what he did. Yeah. I think he really, I think he played this played it right there, and he got he played radio. He did a bunch of radio hit kind of songs, mm-hmm. and and they worked. They did. And I think that after that. He was able to do more of what he wanted to do and take some chances, you know. 
It helped that he was an amazing guitar player, too. He was, I mean, when I first met him, that was what stood out. I don't know if people know that about him, but he he can. Incredible. He's very, I've never played with someone that can play electric guitar. He he would play his electric guitar at the Bluebird, and it would sound awesome. You don't see that. Wow. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, electric guitar players like to play too loud, and they like, you know, they can't, there's no way you could play electric guitar and make it sound tasteful at the bluebird but he did that kind of a no-no in writers rounds here yeah he would yeah. he put a lamp there and it was no just kidding. beautiful oh, there's a thing i always say about if you've been around this town you'll find there's one thing that runs through it uh-huh. every writer uh-huh. every producer every label every publisher all had an artist a song a uh, a plan they swore could not miss and it does and every single one of them had an artist a song that they go there, there's no way work. and it and it <laughs> happens it yeah. happens yeah it's you know it's almost like it's, all, it's almost like that's the rule yeah. you know is yeah, that, yeah that to, is the rule yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So but, maybe your, your advice about trying not to suck. That's uh, that is a Billy Joel thing. Maybe <laughs> yeah. you should suck. Maybe, that, but it, maybe you should <laughs> suck, yeah. you know. Yeah. Nah, you never it's know. All, but just, sucking is always a you know, subjective thing. It is right? a subjective thing. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. What we call it. Suck don't suck doesn't really mean what it means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> I bumped the kitchen table here. No, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she, she can take it. Okay. She's an antique. Um, how about playing that... Uh, I, I, you're not I, my guy. You're not my guy. Okay. I love that. Yeah, it's always been one of my favorites from, from is, Paul Jefferson, our guest. Do you remember writing this one? Yeah, okay. I do. I yeah. remember. Um, Tell us a story. Well, I mean, we uh, Keith and I were, just wrote a lot. And at the time, we were both kind of, I think I had stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. And he was still struggling with that. He was still having some trouble with that. So we talked. But he had. He'd gotten involved in it, you know, and I think he's worked on it a little bit and oh, yeah. tried sobriety for a while. So it, it was mm-hmm. a subject that um, we we would talk about. And we ended up at a writer's meeting one time. That's all we talked about was the whole day. We just talked about recovery. Yeah. And um, at the end of the day, we kind of wrote this in just a few minutes. kind of fell out so because these are all things that we were talking about. Such later. a powerful song. paper it says in God we trust a little felt good but a lot was not enough everybody loved me when I was on a roll yeah I thought I had it all when I held the gold but you're not my God you're not my friend you're not the one I will walk with in the end You're not the truth Just a temporary shot And you ruin people's lives And you don't give a second thought You're not my God Little white lines on a mirror Cut neatly into rows Medicine lied to me about who's in control. I thought you were the answer to all my despair. You almost had me six feet down, but I'm still breathing air. You're not my God, you're not my friend, you're not the one I will walk with in the end. temporary shot and you ruin people's lives and you don't give a second thought you're not my God you're not my God all around each turn sweet voice promised me escape hiding in that pretty face was just a heartache Some called you a weakness And some called you a sin Call yourself what you want But I know what you've been You're not my God You're not my friend You're not the one I will walk with 
temporary shock And you ruin people's lives And you don't give a second thought You're not my God You're not my God You're not my God Mm, Paul Jefferson, you're not yeah, my guy. Man. Yeah, hurting with Keith Urban and with Keith. Mark Allen singing harmony. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, Mark is singing there. Yeah, yeah. There's the other reason, other than the fact checker, he's uh, also a harmony singer. That's right, Mark Allen Barnett. Yeah. Uh, you don't choose music; cho- music chooses you. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Let's take a break, real quick. Break. Be right back. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get twenty percent off your first order with code Staple twenty. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Code STAPLE20. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us. Mark Allen Barnett is here and he's back. We love to have Mark as a co-host from time to time. And Mark's got a really cool thing here in Nashville, the Mark Allen Barnett Tours. You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Uh, I I like to draw an analogy uh, between athletes. Athletes. Uh, Anybody that's ever done athlete athletics growing up in school and they go into college you know have used coaches you know they you yeah. can get specialty coaches get uh, strength coaches get tennis coaches yeah uh you get uh and it helps hone everything that you do and that's kind of what i do my songwriting tours uh, are attended by people of all ages all over the world actually one of the guys one uh juan casey heard it yes. uh, on South on Africa. Yeah. yeah. And they come in and they spend a day or multiple days and I go through their songs. Uh, we do catalog overview. We do uh, uh, each song line by line, note by note, uh, do performance critiques, do networking advice, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of explain some things to do and not to do in the business. Because what uh, people are so, they're just so excited when they come into a place like Nashville and they will spend money hand over mm-hmm. fist. And, yeah. and one of the things that you have to do is be very cautious, particularly in yeah. this day and age where even major artists are not making the money back that they are putting into things. So it's mm-hmm. it's something that you have to uh, you have to approach very cautiously. Yeah. And I do that in, in, uh, mm-hmm. in a four or five hour day. I'll expand someone's knowledge three to five years. And, and, uh, yeah. and I try to kind of do that and put them in connection with, uh, with other people. That's kind of the things I do. Yeah. 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 Mark great. used to yeah. come to Cincinnati when, when I was um, – uh, with NSAI there yeah, and the National Songwriters Association internationally he would tutor us and mentor us and uh, he's been a friend ever since and I, he's really helped me over the years too and I've told you this many times Mark I do appreciate all the work you know I'm playing uh, we're, we're taping this in, in, in recording this in mid-June for a later July release uh, but in early July the 11th um, my first round that I got to put together at the Bluebird and I couldn't have done it without your help and, and mentorship. So that's why I had to have you play with me. I appreciate that. And I do appreciate you. For Thank that. you. I really Thank do. You. Well, our guest is, we Paul, is Paul Jefferson, uh, number one hit uh, songwriter. Also, you, you were touring for a while with, do you still tour with, with Lisa, your wife? Yeah, once in a while. Yeah, the Jeffersons? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, we don't do that anymore. No? We, yeah, we're doing... People um, should know that Lisa, uh, Lisa broke off uh, Canadian country star. Yeah. Uh, is your wife. Is my wife, yeah. And she, and... Um, <laughs> She's been doing this thing called Legendary Ladies mm-hmm. that's been very successful. It's a kind of a um, combination of a lot of different uh, women in country music, 
Loretta Lynn, wow, Dolly Parton, and and Emily oh, okay. Harris. It goes on and on. Wow. So she does kind of a tribute act to all these women, and she has written a couple songs that go in there too. So it's it's really something. So we we're doing a show up in Canada in September. Um, and I do, I do a Hank Williams tribute act. I, I was just going to say, you, you do yeah. an excellent Hank Williams, don't you? Which I've been doing, yeah, I've been doing around here. And, and I got to say, you know, that uh, this last show I did up in Bowling Green, um, I was kind of worried about it, you know. I'm just trying to put really? this thing together because it was, a, I had never done a four wall before. You know what that is? No. What is it? It's four walls when you take care of everything. You rent the place. Oh. You produce You produce and promote the thing all yourself. It's all you? Yeah. Wow. And so I, you know, I put it out there, I talked to a lot of friends about, and I was getting a lot of advice about it, what to do and stuff. But Mark Allen, (laughs) Mark Allen, (laughs) you were talking about what a great mentor he is. One of the things that he did is he just went out. I was getting all this advice from people, right? Yeah. Mark Allen went out and just got people. He went out and just started asking people, you want to go to this thing? And he got, he got a big entourage of people to come. And I'm just, I have to say publicly, this this is public, right? We're we're public. Absolutely. All over the world. Publicly say thank you to Mark Allen for that. Because that was, that was a real um, (laughs) giving back to, you know, to his friends and his, into the, into the music community. So how did the show go? The show was amazing, and I, I wanted to say one thing about that, and thank you, but it, it was it was a pretty easy sell when people heard about yeah. you. One of the guys I got to bring up, and, and I made a really special effort because yeah. I've always liked him, our buddy Jimmy Payne, Jimmy Payne. who wrote oh. Woman. Yeah, and we just made a pointed effort to get him, and yeah. he really wanted to go, and he mm. had a great time. Yeah. And he was in the lobby, and people said, oh, Jimmy Payne, Jimmy I Payne. Know, so he, just, he got recognized, too. pictures too. of him, with, and that was the last oh. time I saw him. And he passed away just uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and they're having a yeah. memorial on him uh, for this coming Saturday. Saturday right? yeah. yeah. Oh man, what a great guy! Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was a great time, and the yeah. show was amazing. It was really, yeah. it was really good. And, and one of the things, if you don't mind me saying, you know, asking you about this, one of the things that's interesting when he he started doing Hank songs, and, mm-hmm. and all of them are like two minutes and twenty yeah, seconds. They're, they're just yeah. they just come boom, 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 yeah. and and you just you you listen to that and you think about the impact that he had. Oh. On all generations of music, you no know, oh, and, yeah. and how much he said in such a short attention yeah. span. I wish we all would pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, today, you know, yeah, yeah. in yeah. such a remarkably short time, short time. His career yeah. ended what age twenty nine? Was it? He was twenty nine when he twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah. on his, his way. To his career was only about six years long. That's, that's I mean, it's really just, hard to believe. Yeah, it's hard to believe. And all those classic songs. Yeah. I mean, seriously. So do you take? Uh, would you take them through like the whole history? Mm-hmm. The I do a little bit, yeah. I try to do yeah. a little history. I, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I did a play. I did. I act. I, I performed it. I got a part in in the San Francisco production of The Lost Highway. I played oh, Hank many years you? ago. Okay, yeah. wow. So that's. But that even before that, I was a, a huge fan of Hank Williams. Yeah, me too. Which is kind of funny because he's from Alabama, you know, and yeah. Mark Allen's from Alabama, <laughs> and I'm Man, I'm from California. And when I first started You're working with him. Yeah. I, <laughs> That is no, but it's just funny because Mark Allen, I kind of think, yeah, but what, what was one of the things that you were doing that's kind of, he's kind of interested in the California music and I'm interested in Alabama music. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's something. pretty yeah. much true. Yeah. 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 But anyway, it was, um, yeah, so in my show, I try, I, I, what I'm trying to do is take you kind of, I, I start off do, actually doing like the, the Ride by David Onco, you know, oh, some yeah. of these songs that were written about him. Yeah. Because I know that when people first come into an Midnight into Montgomery, a into right. an audience, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, when they first come into an auditorium and they see me up there, they know I'm not. They know I'm not Hank yeah. Williams. You know, yeah. I'm not yeah. really trying to be, uh-huh. which is another subject I'll tell you about in a second. <laughs> but so I do try to kind of I try to draw them in with with just doing more and clo- as the show goes on, I try to do I try to become him a little bit more. And the other thing that is kind of interesting is that in the show I do he dies and I show a little video of of the of his funeral which is really uh-huh. and the first radio broadcast of him of his, announcing of his death oh, it is so sad uh-huh. I mean it's just that old scratchy radio sound of yeah. this guy talking about how he just passed away and it's just mm. it's so sad it's unbelievable yeah I bet and then all the songs that were hit after he died yeah. A lot of them. And I and it's kind of like, 
at the time of his death, and this is kind of a sad thing, at the time of his death, he had gotten popular so fast, which is so true in show business, mm-hmm. people were starting to kind of make fun of him. You start to, it starts to become, a, you start to become kind of a caricature of yourself, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so, I don't recommend this to people, but Hank Williams could not have picked a better time to die. Mm. Because it resurrected his yeah. his career yeah. like but anyway he had yeah. he had many number one hits after he died really after, yeah. when he died he wasn't I mean, when he died he was more famous for being drunk yeah I yeah. mean that was everybody yeah. talked about got how fired he from was. the opera got, got fired, fired from, from the, the opera really never he got over it. always yeah. always in trouble with this mm-hmm. with his yeah. drinking and his antics and always. stuff well what people realize is he was born with spina bifida and yeah he, he had pain probably all his life. Him. All his life, yeah. Yeah. If so, you can, if you go back online, everybody listen to this. Go look up Hank Williams singing a duet with Anita Carter. Really? Anita Carter the and Carter Hank family. Williams singing I, wow. I, I Can't Help It If I'm Still In Love With You. Oh, wow. And you watch the chemistry mm-hmm. between yeah. those two was, un- you, could, you could cut it with a knife. I mean, it was unbelievable, yeah. the mm-hmm. chemistry. Watch the reaction. Wow. The Carter mother... Uh-huh. Mama, Mother Carter, <laughs> Mother Maybell, not uh, Maybell. Mother Maybell would not allow Anita yeah. to go near that man. Right. I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> After that, <laughs> wow, which is kind of a funny story. But. Very interesting story. So was was so Hank was always someone you admired. Yeah, I mean, I, I when just, you were starting out, and, I think it's because when I when I first heard about country music, I think I you know I heard it. My dad was a guitar teacher, and he sang folk music, really? and he and he and he so he would sing a couple, you know, he sing jambalaya in, in a yeah. kind of a folky way. And I don't know who wrote that song. I just knew the song, and people would talk, and I and I started to kind of get into country music, and I would someone I I say well what kind of music like well I'm starting to kind of like country and they say oh and they go you're cheating right. and they'd sing it like that you know they'd make fun of it I go what and I said, well, wait a minute it's a great and song and then I heard then I heard Hank sing it mm-hmm. and I thought this is not funny mm-hmm. this is not like that this mm-hmm. is awesome yeah so I thought living in California and becoming a Hank Williams fan I thought I was and country music all around you know I thought yeah. I was being special I was unique in that yeah. There's was, there was no one else in California anywhere that was into this kind of music, but, yeah. which wasn't you true, yeah. but I was. Wow. And, and see, uh, I came from a, a completely different thing. I came to Hank to Hank because of Ray Charles. That's, oh, yes. You did. That's right. Modern hits of country and Western my, music. Yeah, my dad had that song. record, and I grew up listening yeah. to yeah, that yeah, record. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that's how I was. I, I didn't really know as much about Hank until many years later, yeah. but I knew it from Ray. Yeah. And Ray could sing the phone book and anything sound good. Oh, but, yeah. you know, when you put those songs together with that voice. Oh. And then you think about how many different people have recorded those oh, songs yeah, over well, the that's, year. You, Tony most Bennett. people heard you know? Hank yeah. Williams' music yeah. before they ever heard that's Hank right. sing them. That's right. That's I mean, true. Uh, yeah. uh, uh-huh. Ron, Ron, Linda Ronstadt singing I Can't Help It If I'm So mm-hmm. that's, yeah. I, that's where I first heard it. Yeah. yeah. Creedence Clearwater, Clearwater did J- Jambalaya. Right. And the, car- and the Carpenters did it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, the, and then Ray Charles, yeah. Ray Charles, and then yeah, absolutely, all and the, all the people that did "I'm So Lonesome If I Could I Could Cry," you know, they did the, they played it like this. Yeah. That's not the way Hank did it. <laughs> Show us how Hank did it. Look, he did it straight. I got to see you do that. And the other thing Hank did that that Hank would end songs. He didn't do tags very Mm -hmm. much. Sometimes in my show I would do a tag because it's so famous because the other artists would do it like that. But Hank didn't do a lot of tags. No, no. The song would end abruptly. You get, you get into that two minute, two minute and ten seconds. And yeah, get I asked that. him that. I yeah. asked him, that. did he really just dump him like yeah, that? Yeah, this is like the end. Yeah. Just you just boom, boom. That's it. You play a chord, you're done. You know. yeah. you know, I'm <laughs> enough of that. Give me a drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I read a great biography on him when I was working at Ryman, and, and um, he, he was so hard on the band, too. He didn't want anything fancy. Right. You could do a double stop, maybe that's it. But you got any fancier than that, he, he'd get on you. you know, forget right. it. You can't do that. We just want simple. There's, country, I don't think there's a forward. single song he played except "Lovesick Blues" right. that had more than right. four chords in it. Yeah, 
Well, and Lovesick Blues has was had the that, that that's you know that's the song he didn't he didn't write. He didn't that write song. that. No, that no, was no. the what, that's like an a, old an old Tim Pan yeah. song. It's a jazz song. Yeah. yeah, and nobody wanted him to record that. And right. no. boom, yeah, you know that was his. That was his debut song on the Grand Old Opry. It which came out for all these on, encores. encores. And, yeah. Well, the, you know that that scene, him singing at the Grand Old Opry like that, uh-huh. that was like that scene in Oh Brother, We're Out There. You remember that scene where the, where the Soggy Mountain Boys <laughs> get out and start Mountain singing? Oh, yeah, and yeah. And people didn't realize that that was that the was band? Them. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. Yeah. People heard his name, on, heard him singing on the radio. Uh-huh. And they... When he came on the stage, they didn't realize that that was the guy wow. that they'd been hearing on the radio because he'd been. It taken so long for him to get invited because of his drinking. Oh, yeah, he didn't that's play. Right. His reputation yeah, he was way him. overdue. He had yeah. he had hit song after hit song. He was and playing he was at the Louisiana Hayride a lot. And, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he always wanted to be uh, on the Opry. Opry was the, the place he wanted to be, and he finally got on there, and yeah. then that's when they just and went just crazy for him. Just blew up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah. Interesting story. It's, yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. You know, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> when I worked at Ryman, I was so much into that history. Yeah. There's there's a Hank Williams room, uh, which was part of the mm-hmm. tour. We take you to the Hank room, tell you the Hank story, and there was a video that we played of Hank Williams the yeah. third being brought on the stage yeah. singing a, uh, one of his granddad songs. And uh, the funny thing about that is, at one show, he went off on, on the Grand Ole Opry, saying, "You know, using my granddad's name." And you shouldn't be because you fired him and the whole thing. Right. And it started a big controversy. Right. So I don't That's know. That's the it all. Third, third guy said that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. third. yeah. You know, imagine yeah. you th- imagine having, you know, your your one relative be a major star. Yeah. Imagine that pair of shoes to oh. step into. No, no, Not no, only your grandfather, much. but your yeah. father. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just. And that. Hank Williams Jr. Junior. Did, did it. I mean, he, he did, did yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. He did. I mean, he. Won Entertainer of the Year several times. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he did pretty... He, has, yeah. Yeah. he really did. But it, it was such a different career when he was yeah. young. Right. Uh, Audrey was bringing him right. to shows. Oh, he was like, singing like, like, like him. He was dad. dressing like, like him. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Audrey was a little bit of a show mom, I think, probably. Yeah. Probably a show wife, too. <laughs> yeah, show wife, too, yeah. Um, but, and then, but he recreated himself. He found yeah. his genre. He yeah. found his... Lord, did he find his yeah, genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All his reality friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. Man, it's good to have you. Yeah, I love man. talking history and stuff like that, you yeah, know. Man. I appreciate that Did very much. Did we forget much. anything? Is there anything we forgot? Fact checker? Uh, well, I think you should do a, a little lighter thing. I think you should do oh. the hokey pokey. Oh! Hokey pokey. <laughs> First time I heard this song fell out of my chair. Uh, this is we was at the Maxwell House one night. One of the fun things, this song. playing with Paul is really cool because he's going to throw something different every time. He is. Yeah. And I remember the first time he played this, I think it was at the Bluebird, uh-huh. and I was falling down <laughs> laughing my butt off of this song and this is how a great writer could be yeah do everything this is awesome and little texas had just they cut this Did recently they? yeah yeah because oh, wow. i wrote it with porter. with porter howell from little texas, of little texas okay and my wife and your wife broke oh, awesome. and we wrote this before any political <laughs> we didn't write this because of any yeah. Politics of today, but or but it sure fits. But it kind of fits for today. Somebody's squawking, somebody's whining, somebody's crying about the stock market dying. This one's a fussing, this one's a itching, twitching over who's got the right religion. With somewhere to playing, somewhere to singing, turning it up and getting things shaking. Just when the world's giving you the blues, maybe all you gotta do. Put your left foot in, put your left foot out Kick up your heels and let your hair down Don't get silly trying to figure it out What if the hokey pokey is really what it's all about? Shakespeare said it's all about the drama Freud says it's all about your dear old mama But Donald Trump, it's how much is in your pocket The Forrest Gump, it's like a box of chocolate Put your left foot in, put your left foot out Kick up your heels and let your hair down Don't get silly trying to figure it out What if the hokey pokey is really what it's all about? 
normally I have Mark Allen play a solo here, but we'll skip that part. Einstein said matter equals energy. Captain Kirk said, beam me up, Scotty. Oh, bloody, oh, bloody, life goes on. Bro, we just need to sing along. And put your left foot in, put your left foot out. Kick up your heels and let your hair down. Don't you get wiggy trying to figure it out. What is the hokey pokey? What if the hokey pokey is really what it's all about? I, I think yeah. it really is what it's all about. Absolutely. <laughs> That is brilliant. That is just brilliant. That's a two-minute song. Yeah, that's a two-minute song. <laughs> and it's instructive. Now, for people who are listening to this, yeah. who are songwriting, songwriter tip. Yeah. Every, everybody today has got their soapbox they're standing on, and they're so serious about everything. That's exactly how to construct a song that kind of makes fun of the subject, still gets the points in. Mm-hmm. It still is 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 very illustrative. That's how it's done. If you want to, if you want to make something. Uh, if you want to make a statement on something, if you can do it with humor and irony, that will stick to the ribs every does, single time. It does. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't offend. Yeah. Too yeah. many people. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you throw Trump in there. I mean, sometimes you have to. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, I know some people that won't even want to hear the song. Oh yeah. Because, <laughs> because of that. But there's nothing political in what you Nothing political. Saying. Nothing That's political. Right. There's yeah. no sides. It's just you know. Now I have another song ourselves. I could play. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not do that one. <laughs> do the so Susan one. In. Yeah. <laughs> you have this song about Susan. Oh, oh yes, yeah, that, I've heard you do the, the Bluebird, and, and this is another great song. This, this is, is romantic. A, this is romantic. Kind right? of a wedding sad song. Wedding yes. Song. <laughs> <laughs> True story. A friend came knocking on the very same door. Susan walked out a week before. He said, I heard you were down and needed some cheering up. He said, There's someone I want you to meet. She's smart, pretty, and sweet. I said, I'm game as long as her name's not Susan. Susan's hurt me. They love to hate me. Cut my heart out with an old rusty spoon. I've held just one girl with that name. Now I'm holding them all to blame. So give me anyone as long as her name's not Susan. He said this girl's eyes are blue I said Susan had eyes too And that might be a problem for me Down the road Whoa. Bring her by and I'll take her out As long as we don't have to leave the house I don't want to run into anyone named Susan Susan's hurt me They love to hate me They always cut my heart out With an old rusty spoon I've held just one girl with that name Now I'm holding them all to blame So give me anyone As long as her name's not Susan Susan, not Susan. Yeah. <laughs> For my ex-wife, Susan. That's right. Susan. That's right. Mark Allen's ex-wife. I know. One, of, one of his many ex-wives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good one. One of his many ex-wives too. named yeah. Susan. Right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Was, you know, one day I had a friend go, that, that girl right there, she was married to Mark <laughs> Allen Barnett. 
I go, really? No, I don't think she, so. The funniest Mar- one is Debbie. Debbie, she's very Debbie. What's your ex husband play? Everybody uses his ex wife in this, <laughs> in this show. It's one of his. That's the yeah. yeah. That yeah. people believe him. He's very believable. Yeah, he's, he's, he is. He's yeah. very believable. Oh, there's one time I got up on stage with Mark Allen. He's, he introduced me as somebody from Australia. <laughs> He made up this whole th- story about me. I had no idea what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. He does that. He does that. Okay, I do yeah. it sometimes. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Like it, telling the story how he wrote YMCA. It's one of his warm-up songs. That's right. Just checking uh, the, doing yeah. the sound. Why? Well, one of my, I really have a lot of fun when, when I'm on stage with him, and I listen to what he's playing, yeah. and then I'm thinking what I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. what weird story I'm going to make. Very entertaining. Yeah. Very, if, we've had some good entertainment moments. Oh, we have. I bet you. I'll uh, translate. It's like a, what's that? I'll translate. I'll translate. <laughs> Tell that's me that's the funniest. That's the funniest moment. <laughs> I've heard this story. You got to tell it. You, you yeah, have to tell it. Yeah, you oh, wait, okay. yeah. Oh, you yeah. can fill it in. We're at, is that the Bluebirds and our friend John Michaels, who we'd love to talk about? John, John Michaels, Michaels, really talented guy. Just, I've made him just had, some, had some uh, yeah. some serious health issues, and he's oh, coming through it good. But anyway, good, good. he's come through it. But anyway, we were playing at the Bluebird many years ago, and he he comes up with a um, a song he wants to sing, and it's a love song, and he says it's in Spanish. Okay, the song's in Spanish. So I I just as a joke, I said on the mic, I said, "Well, I'll translate." <laughs> and so, and it's, I was <laughs> it started like this. And, John goes. We started off as friends. Well, it starts off in English. In English. Yeah, his first line, the first verse, whole verse, he didn't say that. He didn't tell the audience that. Whole first verse is in English. It's the second verse that's in Spanish. So it starts off. It, we started off as friends. And so I whispered in the mic, we started off as friends. <laughs> And the audience was crazy. It was hilarious. Oh my god! It was just a moment. That is hilarious. Oh my god! It was so disruptive that John Michaels could not finish the song. It's very (laughs) humorous. And it's on video. There's a video. John has a video. Oh my god! Which is really something. Oh, I love it. Maybe maybe we can find it on YouTube or something. Yeah, we've been talking about that for years. Oh my god, that is hilarious. That is funny. (laughs) Hey, if you ever come to Nashville, check out the writers' rounds. Look for Mark Allen. Look for Paul. And you guys at the Bluebird coming up. Oh Oh, yeah, probably won't get in, but you can try. Yeah, you can always try to bribe somebody. Bust the floor. Bust the door down. Get in there. Yeah. Right. Oh man, it's so good to have you, Paul. Thank you so Thank much you, for Dave. taking the time. Yeah, it's and, my pleasure. And bringing Ivy about. It's good to meet you, Ivy. Ivy's here. Yeah, yeah she'll grow on you. You go uh, for a horse riding lesson go today. For horseback riding. Lesson, Ooh, yeah. that sounds like fun. Really? All right. Yeah. Hey, man, we'll catch up with you really soon. Yeah, you yeah. want to end us with a song? Or? No, no. That's, no? I'm done. Okay. That's my, You're that's done. my limit. That's all yeah. I know. For a song. <laughs> my drop. I saw you pick up the guitar. That's why I asked. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And thank you for joining us on the Songwriter Connection. Thank you, Mark Allen. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, love me, right, buddy. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.